1: Hey, this is Dan Hansis alongside Chris
2: Wessling. Hey, Dan. Mark Sessler and the boss Greg Rosenthal. We're the Around the NFL podcast. Check us out three times a week as we discuss the latest NFL news as it happens. Always, of course, with a touch of mirth. Subscribe at NFL.com slash podcasts, iTunes, and Stitcher.
3: Hi and hello, football fans, and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by McDonald's. Make, pick, two, $5. Look at the list of delicious items. Choose your favorite two, $5, and then. Not long after that, those uh, those items can be in your belly. Maurice Jones-Drew, Ike Taylor here in Studio 66. New and improved. Make sure you take a look at it on NFL.com slash DDFP. That's how you can take a look at it visually. We appreciate the listeners joining us on iTunes, Stitcher, and otherwise, we'll give proper hellos in a minute. But this is the hurry up. Let's start out with this. The Seahawks, 9-3 against LA. 9-3 Ike Taylor, will the Seahawks be playing in January? No question. Always, no question. No well, question. yeah, they, question.
4: they always start off slow. Seahawks always start off slow. That's that's just how they rock. Uh, the Rams, for some reason, have the Seahawks number. I think three out of the last four times they played each other, the Rams have won. So that's their kryptonite, man. Every t- Anytime you want to beat the Seahawks, call the Rams. and see what you need to do it is funny but i I still do think they'll make the playoffs
3: i refer to uh the rams as the seahawks kryptonite and i said on the sheck report you can track that down online as well maurice how say you
2: yeah, I think they'll be there. It uh, depends on how healthy Russell Wilson is. You saw he couldn't run. Mm-hmm. You know, I was able to call the game, and, and I watched you know, him. And early on, I was like, oh, they're going to lose because he can't scramble. And that offensive line isn't built uh, to sit there in the pocket and block people. They're, they're built to kind of create running lanes and allow Russell to kind of be athletic. But when you don't have an athletic Russell Wilson, you have a Peyton Manning statue back there. There's an issue. And Russell could have rushed for at least 70 yards, but he couldn't run. So, and he, I, I, from what I heard on the field, that he had both angles taped like 10 pounds. It looked like worth of tape on his feet.
3: Does <laughs> he need to sit down for a couple of weeks in the short term, take the short-term hit to, to survive into they December? They don't have
2: anybody else. I mean, you're not going to put the undrafted rookie out there. And so, that's just one of those. They, they rolled the dice. Um and it it backfired on him. And so now you have to go out there and play. He has to play through it.
4: High ankle sprain, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah they, them highs is like a lingering. That's what they say. nagging yeah. lingering. I never had one. I've had a bunch. Yeah, but they say them high ankle sprains is nothing. To, you, you would rather break your ankle and come back in four weeks than have a high ankle sprain that will linger really? throughout the course of the year.
3: Yeah, well, and Maurice, uh, we talked about that on Monday on Fantasy and Friends. Make sure you tune into that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on NFL Network, 6 p.m. Eastern. Maurice talked about that. He had the meniscus tear once, like Adrian Peterson has. You say, Maurice, that you can play through it's just a, a pain threshold thing. It sounds That's like, it. yeah. Next up, the uh, the this is. The, I'm going to give you two one last chance here because this has been an ongoing um, rift between us. Exotic Smashmouth. Two weeks in, Maurice Jones Drew. This is it. You can either get off now, or this—you have to own this one for all of time. Are you ready to do that? I—I—I've always owned what I say. You're gonna stick yeah, with my, Exotic Smashmouth. You sun. hear it? I'm not going nowhere. That's Exotic Smashmouth. See, that's Smashmouth, Ike Taylor's favorite band of the '90s. Yeah. I, Might as well be walkin' on the sun, right? That's your favorite. Hey now, Ike's an all-star. Yeah. But that was exotic. It was like uh, played on a ukulele. Yeah, he was in Hawaii. Ike's unamused by that. Either way, what do you do? You want to stay with the exotic Smash Mouth? This is your chance, Ike. I'm ready to talk talk some football. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Do you you like the exotic Smash Mouth or no? You're talking about the Titans. Oh yeah, I'm talking about the Tennessee Titans running attack. Mm, yeah, I like it.
0: <laughs> you might as well be
3: <laughs> You like that?
4: <laughs> Yeah, you like the music. All we need is a piña colada, right?
3: One more thing on the uh, in the hurry up here, and that's Carson Wentz. Let's try and evaluate it this way: bigger mistake by the Cleveland Browns organization. 2004, they had Jeff Garcia the free agent. They had Tim Couch uh, in house, and they could have taken Ben Roethlisberger, who was an in-state product, but instead took Kellen Winslow Jr. That, or in 2016 passing on Carson Wentz and trading down in the draft and then watching Philadelphia take him and beat him in his first game as a as a pro, Ike Taylor.
4: Oh, man, great intentions, just bad decisions. <laughs> bad decision-making. Man, they got good intentions over there, man. Intentions are very good. They're, they're high on the guy they draft, but they be drafting, not the wrong guys, yeah. just at the wrong time. Like, you got to go for a need. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes going for the best player – uh, isn't what you need to do. You got to go for that knee. another at the time, man, going for that knee with Big Ben, I don't even see how you pass on Big Ben. That's what I can't even see. Like like you say, in-state, you pass on Big Ben, then you come right back around last year. Uh, I, I understand the RG3. You know RG3 I and mean, what Coach Hugh Jackson wanted to do. So I wouldn't say he messed up on that. It's just knowing RG3's history, and that's being hurt Yeah, for the most part. Uh, you might as well go out on and draft you a guy, but he got him a guy Cody Kessler, right? Yeah. He, I don't he think likes, that's a guy. I, know, but, I think he's but, just a guy is but, what they but got. Coach, there. Well, Coach Hugh, since the off season, he's, he's been, been talking about Cody Kessler. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I
2: think more for me, you know, uh when you heard Hugh Jackson say, uh, you know, this is the guy, just trust me, we're not now we get to see. What kind of trust you have? What kind of trust we should have in your decision-making? I think it's a little earlier than what he wanted. No but question. That's what this league does to you. When you make those bold statements, you make those bold moves somehow, some way. They tend to show your, make you show your hand a
4: little Two bit. Two of your top dogs down at quarterback, and you're down to your third guy, which is crazy
3: in the third week of the season. Well, but you know what, you though? RG3's history is being injury-prone. So is McCown. And, and Hugh, said, Hugh said, hey – I saw some special things here, essentially asking people to trust him and not taking Carson Wentz there. That, so far, looks like an egregious mistake.
2: And I I think, well, let's be be honest. It's still early. Right. right? And I I get that people are excited because he was on Monday night and it's all the uproar. But remember, like, he played the Browns and the Bears, two of the worst teams in the NFL. Like, he plays Pittsburgh this week. So, we're going to see how good he really is when he's going against a real – NFL defense, a real team.
3: Touche to answer the own, uh, my own question. I think the bigger swing and miss, though, is this one. They should have taken Carson Wentz here because Roethlisberger, at least they had two guys who you thought could do it. To harken back to Pittsburgh, who was on the other side of things, back in 1983, people in Pittsburgh still say, why didn't they take Dan Marino? Why didn't they take him? Because they had Terry Bradshaw still, and they had Cliff Stout and a first-round draft pick in Mark Malone. You can laugh now, but we didn't right. know at the time that those guys weren't going to work out for him this was that I mean the the swing and miss with Cleveland was well we have Jeff Garcia and Tim Couch it's laughable in hindsight but at least you thought wow we got to say they had nothing in house RG3 they willfully no 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 we don't need to take a possible franchise QB we're gonna go with RG3 (laughs) the guy who hasn't played well in three years all right start the show Yes, hi and hello once again, and welcome to the DDFP. And as I mentioned, presented as always by McDonald's. Check it out, won't you? Because uh, behind us now, thanks to Emma VP and company, we have a handsome new graphic thing behind us.
4: Appreciate you. Yeah,
3: NFL.com slash DDFP is how you do it. Ike Taylor and Maurice Jones Drew's jerseys now retired Graphically behind us for all of time, that's as legit. is multiple um, football playing guest Shecky Award winner AJ Hawk represented mm. there. Who knows? There's room to add some more though, no so we'll, so and we'll I see, see you there. Have the Jenga back there too. Yep, yep. Jang. All all the things I care about. Apples, you know. Mustard.
4: You definitely don't connect four.
3: You like mustard? Oh, I love mustard. Yeah, I've got a. Wait, a i have got I
4: have never seen you eat a fruit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess I don't walk. Yeah, not normally. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I mentioned the Sheck Reports out. Football Baby, unbelievable. Six and one already this year. Now, no. football, yes. Now, football baby girl is on the scene. She's lifetime. One and one. I know uh, she's now two and one. And uh, also, make sure you go and check out last week when we sat down with Ike and Maurice. Ike went in on Josh Norman and what it means to be a cover corner who gets paid like that and whether or not you need to accept the top assignment against uh, your foes. Six hundred and fifty or 750,000 people have already checked it out. So uh, thanks for looking at that. And uh, Ike continues to do gangbusters work everywhere he goes at NFL Media. Track him down on NFL Now, on Game Day Blitz. He's on Total Access. He's on Game Day Morning, killing it everywhere he goes. Couldn't be more pleased you, to sure. see all. That And speaking of that, let's say hello to him right now. He was born in Gretna, number 2-4 from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I tell
4: you. Born in New <laughs> Born in Gretna.
0: That's
3: it. I scored on that one, too.
2: Yeah. yeah look I, like, I like the way you had a lead blocker, too. I no,
3: that to was so – I think that was Super Bowl. Wasn't that Super uh, Bowl 40? No. When you pick the it up? Yeah, I think that was. No,
4: that was the uh, St. Louis Rams game when the Rams was in St. Louis.
3: Oh. How many touchdowns did you get? Uh Three. You had three career touchdowns. I don't think I knew that. Now let's say hello to a man who scored more than three touchdowns no in his professional career. No question. It's from the Jacks, from the Raiders, and now he's the voice of the Rams. In fact, we're going to address those three teams in a little bit, and we're going to dig in on another DB with Ike. I have a new name for that uh, segment, Ike. What's up? Ike's Corner Corner. Ike's Corner? The Corner Corner. corner. That's like what i Check it's not whatever. All right, let's on. say we'll hello. To if, if you're going to be underwhelmed like that, then I'm going to turn <laughs> things over to Maurice Jones Street. Hey,
2: Jack.
4: out of old moon.
1: That's <laughs> where he's <laughs> born and grown. Drafted by the Jaguar. Addicted to the end song. Now he's all with Damoshek.
4: Yeah, that's his new home. So call the ball. Got the same, same oh. shirt on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, Maurice, a pleasure to see you once again. I mentioned Football Baby. He's touring Football America, stadium by stadium. Ryan Bartlett behind the glass had a banner idea. He said, go to uh, Dave's Twitter page. And uh, I still haven't pinned this up here. But What are we do- Oh, here we go. Sorry, I didn't realize there was intro music for this. Football Baby made an appearance in Houston, Texas. You can print out the 8x11 of Football Baby. You know, it's like Flat Stanley, but better. Flat Baby. And uh, take him around and let him see Football America as he provides you. It's the least you can do to repay him. He tells you who's going to win games every week. The least you could do is show him what a football game looks like live and in person. You go to the Twitter feed. There's a PDF there that you can print out. Click and print. What do you say here? Two easy steps, Bartlett. At Damashek is how you do that, and uh, use the hashtag football baby. Thanks to, but we just showed that who was uh, who who was the person who sent it. I want to give him a shout out so we uh, we can um, honor him because people you know they like shout outs. You see, no question. All right, yeah. Uh, the was
2: JPZ on Twitter.
3: JPZ. Thanks for that. I think he was a KC fan in enemy territory. Things didn't work out for him um, <laughs> on that day. Real quick, something I want to do, fellas, I want to give a state of the union of where we are just to, to see where we are two weeks into football season. My MVP, I think this is definitely going to change, but you got to give a shout-out to LeGarrette Blunt and D'Angelo Williams. I mean, who's been more valuable to their teams than those two guys have? Um, as defense. Uh, pardon me? Denver's defense. That's a good one, and you know we saw Von Miller at the very top there. We heard a sack by him. He is, even by his own standard, is wrecking things like he never has before. He is in a special stretch now that dates back to January when he harassed and harangued um, Tom Brady in the title game, then Cam Newton, and now back here for these uh, these first two games of the week or of the season, dominant and Shane Ray. I can't believe it. I got to eat crow. I think. I think maybe now Denver can win that division with Trevor Simeon at QB. I'm
4: gonna go with uh, Coach Zimmerman and what he's doing. Oh, with the Minnesota
3: Vikings. Yeah, that's so. a good call. We're gonna talk about them in a second, Maurice. Yeah, I mean, I, I
2: again, I, I have to say Denver's defense. You know, I think mm-hmm. you have a a, a second-year quarterback out of Northwestern leading your team. We talk about how important the quarterback position is. Uh, no, it's really that defense and and that running game is what's allowing those guys to stay in games and win. I mean, Talib has a pick six, uh, Von Miller gets a sack, fumble,
3: Shane Ray score. They're scoring
2: points. They're scoring they just more. Just keep
3: points. doing it. I said all off season. Well, that can't happen again. You can't just keep winning games on defensive touchdowns. And yet here we are. Well, they, they
2: scored more points in the offense.
3: Of it's course. crazy. Uh, Heisman don't need to spend much time on that. It's clearly Lamar Jackson, a Louisville. I think is Christian. It? Re- yeah, clearly, but really. Tri- he has how many touchdowns? touchdowns. So, so, but
2: it's only week two, though. Like, he has to continue that That you have to score. I mean, on video games, it's, you gotta, it's hard
4: enough to do that. You got to finish. You you definitely. You, I agree, but he just but right vanquished now, eight, his
3: biggest test. He eight, just whipped 18, FSU. 18
4: touchdowns with one guy in two games.
3: Three games. He's not going to have a better de- – he's not going to see a better defense. Yeah, yeah, he-
2: Houston's defense is no 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 jive. Interesting. Let's
3: look at Kent Brown's board here. He puts it together for us. Producer Kent Brown, Lamar Jackson by a lot. Christian oh, McCaffrey yeah. that- by a lot in number two, and then there's a pretty no, big drop. No, number, number four.
4: Number four is the real deal. Hey, that little, that little guy, and he's that, little. That number four is the real deal. But dude. that little guy be putting in work.
3: Pumphrey yeah. of San Diego State, Sean Watson at five, and JT Barrett. Yeah, yeah I, worth I'm mentioning sure, at three. To, what's, what's Watson
2: doing in there? I mean, they they barely – they snuck out a couple games, and he blows up South Carolina State. Like, that That's that's to me is not Heisman worthy.
3: He's All still right. good. He's still good. And then on he, top he of it, is. he has Louisville in two weeks. He's going to be fine. I think Deshaun Watson's a guy. There's a reason he's fifth. But you're right. Pumphrey's averaging 200 yards a game. No question. This yeah. is a guy who's probably going to keep putting up those stats. Yeah. They don't play anyone. So he's well, they, kind of an under-the-radar guy. Some,
2: they beat Cal, who just beat Texas. I mean, and they whooped Cal. It wasn't even close. Yeah. <laughs> that, that wasn't even a close game where Texas was close. Yeah. Uh, I think, again, a lot of – don't get me wrong. I like Watson, what he was able to do last year. But – this is a brand new year. We can't go off of the, the the championship game. He struggled the first two weeks. Then they played South Carolina State. I want to say, and the kid half the reason they score was because the kid caught the kickoff and then tossed
3: it to the ref. That was dumb. Any- when they blow the whistle all the time, if you miss that, the kid catches, yeah. fields it in the end zone, and turns and tosses it to the ref. A lot of times in college, they just whistle that down. But
2: a, re- a, a real a real coach, if I was if, if I was coaching Clemson,
3: I'd be like, nah, that
2: ain't cool. We're not, we're not taking – I agree with that. Against not, South Carolina yeah, South, State. Like You don't have to – but that lets me further know that they don't believe who they are. Really? Because a real team, like if you're a real dominant team, you're not going to do that, especially if you're playing South Carolina State. Well, no one's
3: ever given a touchdown back. I can't recall a, a big-time uh, program would, ever saying, like, nope, we don't want that six points. You you,
4: you wouldn't give a touchdown back, but you would be like in a press conference like, "Uh, we really yeah. – the, the score was
0: <laughs> –
4: instead of 70, it was 63. Why right. do you say that? Uh, Because – The guy made an honest mistake. He really didn't know, so we'll take that. We're we're not going to take them points. But the
3: guy everyone has to watch out for, JT Barrett. No. He's just going to keep putting up stats. Ohio State, who are they losing to? They're probably going to go 13-0. and 0. Barrett could end up winning. I mean, that awfully cavalier about, well, yeah, of course, they they'll playing? whip Michigan and Michigan State and the rest Michigan of uh, – Michigan State put a, a beating on Notre Dame. And you got to
4: you, you understand, Lamar has 18 touchdowns. That's
3: it. That's the end of it. There's nothing to talk about. And I said this should be quick, and, and instead now it's we've done quick. five minutes on Lamar <laughs> Lamar Jacksons the runaway Heisman winner at this point. Final four in college, Bama, Ohio State – Louisville and Houston, but Maurice, you make a good point. Yeah, they play Houston late in the year. Yeah. So one at of them H- got go. Or the other. One of them got to go. It's at Houston. And I'm telling
2: you, I saw Houston play Oklahoma. And I saw the way they were hitting on defense. It was special. I mean, I want to say P. Ron was a running back at, at Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and he, he tapped out.
3: Well, forget, forget anybody from the Big 12 after that woeful Oklahoma performance at home oh. getting whipped by that team, by uh, Ohio State. You know what? Let's put Stanford in there for now because uh, they might run the table there in a me- mediocre Hey, every time uh, I see the Act commercial, 12. they don't
4: even say Stanford. They say McCaffrey. They don't even say Stanford.
3: <laughs> That's true. And in the final four of the NFL right now, let's stay with the Patriots and Steelers. They seem to be the two best teams in the AFC, although I keep saying it. People aren't ready to yet acknowledge this. That Texans' defense is dominant. I mean, it yeah, is you. for real. But,
2: but you're still – we fail to realize Denver whooped everybody last year. I know. You're Their right. Their defense like, – so we, we really need to do an AFC for because I, I would put Houston in there. I would put uh, Denver. Um, you still – the Chiefs – even though the Chiefs lost in Houston – Remember, the Chiefs are always right. tough to play at winning home.
3: That's without Jamal Charles. Without keep in Jamal's mind, he's like, their there's... best player. Even though they did what they did last year without him, he remains uh... – They got
4: a three-headed monster at their running back. but And you know.
2: remember, you still have to – like The funny thing is, the AFC is deeper than what people give it credit for. I mean, they have some teams. There's some teams out there. You still oh, have yeah. the Raiders. The Raiders are going to be good. Obviously, they're not stopping anyone on defense, but they'll get better.
3: You have uh, – I think that's pretty much it. The Bengals are all right. The, the Bengals are cool. I mean, the they, Jets are all right. I mean, they're, they're the it's Jets, not nah, it, eh,
4: the Jets are better. Than it's a it's a it's a lot of one and ones.
3: Sheldon Richardson, Leonard Williams, and that gang and, can and wreck a lot of games. That's Muhammad for sure. Wilkerson. Yep, yep.
4: That's crazy.
3: I listen. I just think they're an incomplete team, and I think they wind up uh, eight and eight. But uh, anyway, Ooh, on the other side. The Jets? I think, the Jets. No. We gotta, you you think that? they're going to be better than that? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Eight. Loser has to shave one side of his head. How about that? Yeah, I'm cool with that. All right, done. You All think right. they're going to be better than 8-8? Eight eight?
4: No yeah. question. Deal. 10-6. Ten and, ten and Other so side of
3: things. going to walk
2: gonna... around with half of your head
3: shaved? No, I'm not. <laughs> you are. <laughs> no. Carolina is, uh, is yeah, the me. best team in the so. NFC right now. Can you believe is there are Carolina only three? Here are the three undefeated team? teams in the NFC. The Giants, the Eagles, and... Who am I forgetting? Giants, Eagles, and Vikings are the are the three. That's it. How about parity? That's a, those are your three teams. And I'm gonna go with the Packers. But yeah, I think Carolina I like is the, the best Packers. team. I don't think
4: the Packers are. are how, how you sleep? How you sleep on Minnesota? I'll put Minnesota. I like Minnesota over, very Bay. much. In, yeah. fa-
3: In fact, why don't we jump into it right now? Thrill of victory, agony of defeat. It's our weekly segment when we talk about best win and worst loss of the, the thrill week. thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. You guys remember that show? No. No
4: what?
3: Nineteen seventy-two? Something like that. Yeah, okay. I think that's where it was. Yeah, it was a wide world of sports. It was a great show. Gotcha. They had weird events, like uh, they would have guys skate and then jump, see how many barrels they could jump over on ice. Yeah, that's why we're going, so, The wide world of sports. Yeah, it was a weird. Uh, it was a weird time back then. All right, so uh, best win. Just because Ike brought it up, I'll 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 start with this one, unless you want to start with it, Ike. Minnesota Vikings with Sam Bradford, big stage. You figure Packers are going to go in there and spoil the debut of this big stadium, and instead, Sam Bradford outplays Aaron Rodgers. What? I think. I mean, I don't know that there's a better win out there in week two, Ike.
4: Yeah, it was just one of them them games for AR twelve. You know, I mean, AR twelve. You know, he's a he's a gambler. He really trusts his arm, but we got it. We can't forget the Vikings was a field goal short last year. Mm-hmm. From taking it there, uh, Coach Zimmerman knows what he's doing. Beating the that. NFC
3: bully at that would have been a you know yeah, he, victory over all, the Seahawks.
4: All they want is a good front four. You can see the last two clips, check man. I'm just been rushing four guys, and we've been getting to the to the quarterback. I'm dropping seven or eight. You know, I might have a spy on Ari if he want to run. But at the same time, man, we can't forget these guys. Sam Bradford just had a, a heck of a game. He was very accurate, mm-hmm. and usually that's uh, AR12 who's who's the quarterback, who's the most accurate guy. Um, whomever he's playing, but at the same at the same time, man, Sam just came out to play. Now it's like AP isn't in. So now we're really going to see because Sam did take a few shots. And what we do know about Sam is if he keep getting hit, he ain't going to last too long.
3: I, well, that's my concern about yes. the Vikings going forward is whether it's Bradford or anyone else. That offensive line does not look good so far.
2: But, I, I, well, I was going to say, I think more than anything, when you're talking about the Minnesota Vikings – it's, it's going to be their defense. Mm. Their defense is going to win. They're 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 built to run the ball and and they're not an explosive offense. Mm. They they want to run the ball, they want to move the chains and they want to let their defense win the game. Similar to what uh uh the Rams are built the similar way to uh the old Pittsburgh Steelers how they were I mean teams are the Seahawks. That's how teams are starting to go the 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 Denver Broncos. Yep. And so uh what in the world
3: I think what Ike said is – and uh, you've made that point before, but that's a little under-the-radar thing that is massive. If you can uh, get a pass rush with just your front, with with, with just three or four guys – then that's everything that you have an extra guy in coverage like that, you know, makes it murky for the QB to look at, and that's everything is you know when you have to when you have to start jumping in on blitzing constantly to generate pass pressure, then that exposes you on the back. Well, of course, end, That's Houston, you
2: know? yeah. Houston right, we showed a clip uh, uh, yesterday, Shaq, on uh, Fantasy and Friends where uh, on Monday. Need help?
3: Yeah, I do. Uh, I don't know how to open this, but that's I, I wanted to get back yeah. to it. It's time for. The 10-foot pole. You know, people always talk about what you won't touch with a 10-foot pole. I want to see if you'll touch this with a 10-foot pole. Sam Bradford's Vikings can actually defeat Aaron Rodgers' Packers over the course of the season to win the division. Sam Bradford, an injured Adrian Peterson. We don't know what his status is exactly. Maurice Jones-Drew, the 2016 Vikings, can win the NFC North. Will you touch that with a 10-foot pole? Yeah. You're touching it. You're touching Sam Bradford, smiling, (laughs) putting him there. Do you want to touch that with a ten foot pole, (laughs) Ike? You're going to touch that with a ten foot pole. Go ahead. Here's Ike. So Marie says yes. Ike says, "Is he going to touch it? Is he? He touched it. He touched (laughs) Sam Bradford with a ten foot pole." Great news, Vikings. So, are you guys both saying the Vikings are going to win that division?
2: They have the best defense in the division by far.
3: Wow. And I mean,
2: hands down. And then to get that young Trey Wayne to play, yeah. remember, remember last year everyone was saying, like, oh, he's a bust. Mm-hmm. He's a – why they wasted a pick. And now this young man's out there playing. I think you get your second-round pick playing, and then you, hopefully you get your first-round pick to come out and play as well, Treadwell. I think you had you have a nice little team there.
3: I think Treadwell's going to come on during the season. And I think Bradford, all due respect to Teddy Bridgewater, no disrespect, I should say, uh, Maurice, uh, that's your that's your trademarked phrase there. But I think Sam Bradford is a better thrower than yeah. Bridgewater is. And I think guys like Treadwell will actually benefit from this QB change in the short term.
2: Let me ask you this question since we're on it. Let's say they do make the playoffs and they go deep. What do you do with uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Bradford?
3: Well, I don't know
4: how long it's going to take for Teddy Bridgewater to come back, but I think it's going to be a while. Uh, just going through with Sean Spence from the Pittsburgh Steelers had that same injury, and it was more about the nerve damage in his knee. And the thing about that nerve damage is that nerve has to wake up, and yeah. sometimes the nerve don't wake up mm-hmm. in the knee. So hopefully Teddy will come back as soon as possible, but I, I don't think they are going to be – in a rush, no time soon.
3: I think that first-round draft pick was worth spending, and this isn't 2020 hindsight. I said it at the time. I think it's it was a good move to do because exactly right, Teddy Bridgewater may not be ready for 2017. At least you have somebody ready who's who's semi-capable guy. But Trey Waynes, to correct you, Maurice, you said people were calling him a bust last year. They were calling him a bust on the broadcast on Sunday night. They were picking on him again and again and again, and then with the game on the line, he picks it off. Ike, is a guy who's been out there on the island like that, go ahead and talk about what frame of mind it requires to uh, to do a train. What's it feel like, first of all, when you know the other team has decided, oh, yeah, we found the weak link, and it's you?
4: Man, I was that guy. And I I was talking about this this morning. I was that guy to Will Silver. I was talking to Will. Shout out to Will. I was talking to him, to him this morning, and I was that guy for uh, the Detroit game. You know, I had Megatron. Megatron had, like, 190-something on me in the first half. And Coach T came to me, like, what you want to do? Meaning, do you want to just line up on one side or do you just want to, you want to continue to cover him? I said, Coach, man, the only way I'm going to get out of this hole is if I just fight through the second half. The boy had no. The boy, meaning Megatron, had no catches in the mm-hmm. second half and we wound up winning that game. So that's the mindset of a corner. Like, you're going to have some games like that. And I was on every coverage, with Megatron. Megatron was just being Megatron in the first half. So that's why I wasn't tripping. Like, I'm on him. He's just making these Megatron plays. So hopefully I can just shake back in the second half, shut him down and we can win this ball game. And that and that happened. With Trey man, they was picking on Trey. So we like to call the worst Waldo. Mm-hmm. So they found Waldo for the time being is just If you keep going to that well, man, sooner or later, man, that sun going to suck that water out out that well and it's going to become dry. And that's what happened, man. He made them pay at a crucial time in the game.
3: Do you say though? So if you're Trey Wayne's it, or for the bulk of that game, and they're just uh, they're just going at you again and again, do you go into the huddle and be like, "Hey, I'm sorry, guys." No. In the locker room, or guys looking at you at halftime, like, "What what's going on, man? You're blowing this one." Do you do you feel that way, or and how what percentage of guys given the opportunity by the coach to back off of that and say, "Hey, Tomlin comes to you and says, do you want us to switch out here?'" I'm sure there's a dignity. At stake there, but how many guys go, like, yeah, coach, I'm getting humiliated. I'll just tell here. Please you, from
2: point, like, if there's a corner having a bad day, because everyone that plays football understands that's one of the toughest positions on the field, that and left tackle. Mm-hmm. So when you have a guy that's having a bad day, you just got, like, hey, man, like, <laughs> it's hard out there. Hard. So you tell him, like, look, you know, we're going to do whatever we can. The D line's going to try to get more pressure, but that's what we, we, we believed in that throughout the week. Our preparation was to put you on that person. I remember Rasheed Mathis had to cover Marvin Harrison. And it, that was one of the weeks where no one talked to Rasheed because we know he had to get into a certain mindset because he was about to run around and chase this this cat-like <laughs> player all over the field like yeah. this is what was going to happen, and
4: it was just it was one of those things where hey, the life the life of a corner man like like I be telling people everybody want to call themselves a shutdown corner but you know to each his own some some feel like a shutdown corner can line up on one side and just shut the whole side of the field down. others feel like you have to travel which I do to be considered. As a shutdown corner, because that's what I know. You know, you can say what you want to say about Ike Taylor and not catching the ball, but giving up a few touchdowns out of my 12-year career—that's that's what I pride myself on. Like giving giving my team my opportunity to win a game, and I felt like, man, if my coaching staff and my and my teammates had that trust in me to line up against the best receiver, then I'm cooking with gas. Like a, a lot of coaches don't have that kind of confidence in a corner to line up against the team opposing best corner and play for sixty eight, sixty-seven snaps a game. So if if I consider myself a shutdown corner, um, Trey just had that life of a corner kind of mentality, man. You know, you gonna have you might have a quarter, you might have a game, but uh you can stop everything from leaking by making plays and getting interceptions. And that's what he did, man. You can just see his facial expression if you just look at his facial expression when he ran down the sideline looking up at the uh TV if you just see his facial expression it was like i told y'all stop playing with me like i know i wasn't playing good at, <laughs> hey, in the beginning but y'all see what i can do out and close the game out like your face tell everything
2: it's just crazy though i mean like for them they say call him a bust right i mean it, the people don't understand it's tough to play corner transition like you have you out there by yourself I mean, you were there in the green room, Sheck, when we were having that conversation. Like, I played corner one time in high school in the seven-on-seven thing, and I was like, Coach, you know what? My <laughs> hips just ain't moving like they need to be to be out here. I can't turn and stop and break. I need to play safety.
3: Well, it's one of those things, in, it's one of those positions, not just in football, but in sports that is relatively thankless. Because if you get smoked once mm-hmm. in a game, then it, then the perception is that you didn't have a good game. So, that, I mean, you know, it's the same thing as a left tackle. Like you say, you can own a guy, a great pass rusher. Von Miller gets you once and, and uh, strips your QB, then it's like, wow, the left t- left tackle let down uh, this, his This is how you
4: look at it. Speak. This is how you look at it. And just stand with the cornerbacks. This is how you look at the corner. I would rather give up six catches for 100 yards and no touchdowns than 13 targets with 48 yards and a touchdown. It's just something about somebody scoring a touchdown on me. Like, that hurted me.
3: Well, because you're going to be, it's it's the football equivalent of getting posterized. If if you have Dez Bryant jumping up over you and you're looking up at him, you're saved for all the time with, uh, with uh, you looking up at the guy catching the pass over you in the end zone. Alright, worst loss, I go with uh, our nation's capital, Washington Redskins. Oh, yeah. That's a bad loss at home to a team he that is, is deeply bad. flawed in Dallas to a rookie QB, and the rookie QB comes in and outplays the guy who you're paying and way too much money. Well,
2: I, I we said this a long time ago. Like, well, I, I've been saying it. I feel like I kind of jumped on the Cousins train towards the end of the year, but I feel like his first eight games were horrendous, and the schedule was easier. I mean, the NFC East was easier last year. He's not a good quarterback. Like, he he, he either looks at guys and throws into guys' coverage or throws their throws them into coverage, or if they're covered, throws it to them. And then, two. Like how do you how do you not put up forty points on this this Dallas defense with those weapons? That's all I want to know.
3: I what's well, two weeks in a row? So, I don't know what's going on. What they're, what they're doing is trying to take the air out of the ball to limit opportunities for the other team. How long can they keep playing like, this kind of ball? Because the Giants didn't put up a big number on him either. I feel
4: like he's a good quarterback. I just feel like he's pressing the issue right now. I feel like he's 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 really trying to show us why they gave him that franchise tag. I feel like that's that's the main i feel like his confidence is is something like Revis right now like it's it's not there right now he doesn't have that cuz the throws he's making now he didn't make I mean, he wasn't doing last year like he's throwing it to his receiver's feet he's not stepping up in the pocket you can kind of tell that coach gruden is really getting in his ear and it's bothering him right now i think his confidence uh for for the time right now isn't how it was last year mm-hmm. so until he gets that back He's going to continue to play okay ball.
3: Actually, before you make this point, may as well jump in on it. Let's go to Dead or Alive. Oh, yeah. If your team is playing, you dead or alive. dead or alive, be, 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 you're dead or alive. Dead or
1: alive.
3: Be, be, be All right, here we go. Dead or alive. I'm going to make a statement. You tell me dead or alive on it. Kirk Cousins' future as the Washington Redskins' starting quarterback—and I don't mean for Week Three—but you know, I'm, I'm projecting out, right. maybe even by the end of this season—is he the starting quarterback? I, Dead
2: or alive? I I think it's over. I I don't I you know the one thing I just said—he was talking about confidence. Um, it's hard to get that back when your teammates are talking are
3: I know that's man. grim.
2: It, it's Week Two and your teammates are like, he's not who we thought he was, and and that 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 hurts. And what that does is forces you to press more and try to make the better throw because now you want to prove to your teammates. Instead of just going out there doing just take what they give you. It's simple that's how you win games. So I think they're no, I'm gonna say in the future I don't I think they'll they'll end up drafting another
3: quarterback. Well, you mentioned Jay Gruden too, and he did stick his neck out and say, No, Cousins is my guy, and RG3 was allowed to twist and move on ultimately. And I admired Gruden for that. But also you see the other side of Gruden, too, coming out immediately. He's he's one of those guys. And I don't know if you want that in your head, Coach, sort of like, I don't know what's going on with Cousins, everybody. But oh, don't just put it on him. But like, I don't know. He missed some throws there. He's not exactly like, no, Kirk's our guy, next question kind of thing. Ike, I'll say you. That's tough.
4: I mean, when you, when you have a coach like that and your teammates are already – all in your ear, that's tough. And when they're pouting on the field, and that's when I saw goes on. like, man, you, you dropped some balls, but you, you saw Kurt, you know, he was like, hey, come on back to the huddle. You know what I'm saying? So when I throw a pick or two, you just going to catch a temper tantrum? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a swap for a swap, man. Come on, let's let's not act like we perfect out here on this field. Let, let's not do that. And then for his head coach at the same time, man, the, now I'm going to throw him under the bus and roll over. You know, what like I'm gonna I'm put it, I'm gonna put it in <laughs> reverse too. Like throw him under the bus and I'm gonna put it in reverse. Like come on, coach. That means like that seat is getting
3: hot. Kirk probably knows he missed some yeah. throws out there. It's the yeah, greatest mean, passive means, aggressive oh, thing. To yeah. say. That, means, <laughs> that means that
4: seat is getting hot. That, yeah, that's that's right. what so, that's what it is. So, I don't
3: know who the who the. So option now he is, has though, nobody. Like, yeah. On
4: his side, so. Instead of you like that, don't you? No, we don't like nothing what you're doing (laughs) right now. Boy, it changes fast in the NFL. Let's
3: (laughs) Let's see what the doctor on call has to say about it. Kirk Cousins' future. As a starting QB, not a human being. It's alive! It's alive! Yeah. Wow! All right. Oh, you know why? Because there's not really a great option. Although they do have the rookie Nate Sudfeld out of Indiana University ready to go at the third. What does that spot. matter?
4: You're a Pittsburgh fan.
3: I know. I don't. I don't.
4: You don't know what he is. He, he just Indiana. I'm
3: not going to take the business. I'm allowed to root for the team that I grew up watching. I grew up in Pitt Stadium. Of course, I like Pitt and my you alma up, mater. You grew up
4: around
2: Pitt
3: Stadium. I grew up well, – no, you I was in outskirts? Pitt Stadium. I was he's in saying, Pitt he's Stadium. He's saying
2: that he, like, lived in Pitt Stadium. You didn't live. You just went. I
3: went to every home game just about a, a, over the course of a decade of my youth. How about that? I don't know. He be about my, oh, that's right. I'm yelling. That's right, because I, when I get challenged like hey, Ryan, that – Ryan, turn his mic down. So No, don't you dare do that, part <laughs> Next up, how about the Colts? I said this one. I like to pat myself on the back. Oh no. I said the Colts, you know, Andrew Luck, well, 2015, that was, forget that. That was a, oh, he'll come back and the Colts will get back to the top. Hey, Texans are good. Titans aren't a complete joke. Jags are a little bit uh, wonky. But either way, Ike, Colts playoff hopes, dead or alive? Uh, Dead. Dead. They're down. They're looking up at the Colts. They're already two games in and they're two games down to the Texans, I should say.
4: That's what I'm, man, is they have no defensive line. Like, that, that, that's what I'm – if you can't stop a rushing attack in the league, boy, you're going to have a long season because now we're really going to try to keep Andrew Luck off the field by letting this clock run. Then the offense coordinator really going to be pressing the issue by trying to score fast. Then Luck really going to be pressing the issue by trying to t- throw it in tight spaces. Then we're really going to become the turnover machine that he is. Turnover machine that he is. So. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I just can't see it. Like, I like Luck, and he going to make all the throws you're looking for as a quarterback. He's a big guy. He can take a few hits, which we don't want him to anymore because we need him healthy on the field. But, man, stopping that run. They can't stop the run.
3: What are they doing, man? What like what's Ryan Grigson doing? I mean, I, I, it really is uh, a weird how lacking they are in talent around. Well, we the-
2: talked about it last year, Sheck, and we were saying that Grigson comes from building from the inside out, offensive defensive line, then going out. Well, he gets to calls like I'm going to do the total opposite. I'm going <laughs> to go from the outside in, like. That don't work in this game. Like, nope. you're not smarter than everyone else. There's a blueprint on how to win this game, and there takes a time. Now, you already have the quarterback. You already have the piece that you need. You need to build this thing the other way around. But then also, it seems like Lux play has been going down with the offensive coordinator. When he had Bruce Arias, he was on fire. He no was question. lighting it up.
4: No he was question. doing his thing. No question. Now you
2: talk about, you know, Pep Hamilton, and then I want to say chudznick or – Chudzinski. Chudzinski. Like, his play is going down because of the coaching as well. Mm -hmm. Let's not let's not Say that. I mean, yes, he's a tremendous talent, but when he had Bruce Aarons, who's one of the top offensive minds, he was lights out. Yeah.
4: He was lights out. Yeah. I,
3: I, you know what? It's uh, it's cruel to say, I suppose, but Pagano and Grigson, just because the players said that we like Chuck Pagano, you got to keep him, it's a feel good story, but it doesn't equal them right. being good. You know, that all those things, just because uh, he's a uh, the team loves him, doesn't mean that he's an effective head coach, or at least he has not really been the last couple of years uh, and there in Indy. L-
2: let me say this. Some So many times we say it's the head coach's fault, but it's not the head coach who's with the players all the time. It's the assistant coaches. I hear you. Right? So the
4: quarterback coach. The head coach ain't nobody but the overseer. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: He's just a guy like So the regime. The coaching regime. regime. Let's see. Let's get to the doctor on call. Dead or alive, the Colts' playoff hopes. Oh, y'all tripping. Oh, they're alive. And I'll tell you why. The doctor The doctor's prognosis is based on the short-term schedule. Who do the Colts have coming up here?
1: September 25th, we got Chargers at home. Okay. Then they're going to Jacksonville on the 2nd, followed up by hosting the Bears on the 9th. Then they visit the Texans
3: right so they could be three and two by the time they hook up with the Texans so they're right. not out of it let's not uh bury them yet hey, they leave the it they they, they leave I I'm with you man I mean it, it's already just two games in they've put themselves in a hole like yeah. I say so let the
2: Texans
4: go ahead and play this
2: this this Patriot team with Jacoby Brisket <laughs> and, and see what kind of barbecue they're gonna get here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to skip, speaking of brisket and all that sort of stuff, I'm going to skip over Rex Ryan and his coaching tenure for time's sake because I think we know that that's, the, not, uh, that's not looking real good there. Real quick, Maurice, I promised it at the top, yeah. before we get into the uh, Thursday night football time machine here to look back at a Patriots and Texans game in front of this weekend or this uh, Thursday night's uh, Patriots and Texans game. Real quick, love, marry, kill. Love, make, you know how this yeah, game works. I know how this works. But we're at the NFL. We so can't, this, We, we don't work weekly? blue.
2: Is this why bleak? Is this
3: Love, weekly? make, marry, kill. Is this the weekly? Jags, Raiders, Rams. Can we Your do this teams. every
2: week? That's right. Oh, we do it every week? Yeah. All right, so this week, you know, I'm going to have to kill the Jags. That was embarrassing.
3: That was terrible.
2: That was terrible. That was embarrassing.
3: They lose yeah. Danny Woodhead to the Chargers early in the game. They don't have Keenan Allen and you get whipped anyway. That was yeah, that's not bad. What uh, those three teams you, you work for. Uh, oh, yeah, but they got I be- know. That's Maurice's three teams. <laughs> Uh, we have I'm, Ike's corner, corner, and now I'm we gonna, have Maurice's uh, little ranking here.
2: I'm going to love the Raiders, you know, because it was it you're was staying a close with gang. the Raiders. Then okay, I got a lot, I mean, it was it was a close game. So it was the Falcons flying yeah, across, but, the, but it was uh, a lot of points. Yeah, yeah but it, they didn't get blown out. They didn't get you know it wasn't
3: one type of the things. All right, and then you love the Rams.
2: I'm gonna marry the Rams. They won, you know. I like to, everybody wants to be around the winner.
3: <laughs> do they? Yeah, they do. Even when you win on three field goals that's like Frank Corral in the okay. 1979 NFC title game? That's okay. Did you know that? See, yeah. I, I, I love the history. Nine-nothing, th- nine the worst title game in the history of football. Frank Corral, fat kicker for the Rams, kicked three field goals in Tampa to beat Doug Williams' Buccaneers to go and uh, play the Steelers. Them Super boys Bowl ain't 14. winning. Them boys
4: ain't scored touchdowns. In two games,
3: I know it's terrible. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with. But, I, but they there. won. The, other one's, the other
2: one's lost. All right, now <laughs> it's time. Yeah.
3: We started it last week. This is a visual item. I know that the audio listeners feel lost, but we just have done forty-five minutes for you in audio. We appreciate you hanging in because we are going to project ahead into uh, into you know twenty-sixteen relevance with the Patriots and Texans here as we look back at a little bit of history. It's time for the Thursday Night Football Time Machine. This week we travel back to 20 3 Week 12 Patriots at the Texans. Take it away, play-by-play team.
0: The Patriots own a six-game winning streak and the Texans Stop. have matched their win total from last season.
4: Little boys, thank God. Kevin
0: Harlan, great to have you with us this afternoon. What's your read on New England? Well, my main read on New England is Tom Brady is one heck of a quarterback. Don't look at the stats only. This guy is a winner. He's got a defense playing well. Ignore their injuries. This is one of the best teams in the NFL. That's young Uncle Tom. The Texans
2: will start a new quarterback today.
0: Well, Tony Banks
4: is going to go today for the Texans. And, (laughs)
0: hey, his numbers are as good as they've ever been
3: as a starter. He's in the
0: same system now for two years in a row, which he says is a huge key.
2: But he's facing an excellent defense for New England.
3: Two young number twelves. Who knows? Two of the top arms in the NFL. Ought three. Who will win? Tom Brady, I make a joke, but Tom Brady has one ring at this at this point. They will ultimately win the Super Bowl this year. What do you think happens in this game, Maurice? I feel like they get they blow the Texans out. You think so? How yeah. say you, Ike? No question. Uh, Tom no.
4: Brady had Tom Brady had that chucky look in his eye.
3: Yeah. All right. Let's see Ten. what young number twelve Tom Brady does when he gets the ball in the first half. Oh, yeah, we can watch it back here. Oh, yes, yes. This was a good graphic before we jump into the game. They have the highest active QB win percentage in 20 – in in aught three. Tom Brady is up there. Highest active QB win percentage. It was Brady – I didn't see who they all were there. I
2: could tell you it was Brady, McNabb, Jay Fiedler, Kurt Warner. Brett Favre.
4: And, and Brett
3: Jay Feedler Jay stands out like a sore thumb. There is a touchdown from Tom Brown. Brady to Bethel Johnson. Tom Brady, you know, we always talk about Marino Ooh, and Elway. Bethel what did he throw a ball to? Bethel from Texas Johnson. A&M. Oh, good call there, Ike. I do not do not know. Uh, speedster. Second-round draft pick yeah, out of A&M. For all, for all you can hail Belichick for. And this is the Peoli years. But, you know, that, that regime of picking players, they didn't exactly have ban or success in the draft. They, 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 don't, always... they don't
2: ever do, though. That, I know. That's what people fail to realize. The Patriots really don't draft well at all. I mean, they get guys when they're young and they play well, but as they get older, they rarely Give a guy a second contract.
3: I love that graphic of uh, the winning percentage, guys. All guys who are or will be in the Hall of Fame and Jay Fiedler. Hmm. That, was, that was pretty good. Um, next up, let's uh, take a listen to third quarter action. The Texans down 10-3. to You've gotten your big break. You forced the mistake. Now take advantage. Base defense for the Patriots. Second down nine from the 10. Got him. Andre, Andre
4: Johnson. Johnson. Young Andre Johnson.
3: Ike Taylor and Andre Johnson's rookie years. Did you? Fa- How many times did you go up against him, Ike? Oh, all three or four. Was he? Yeah, he does, was, does he stand out in your mind as yeah, he, one of the toughest covers he, you ever had? Yeah,
4: he was one of the guys. while I first started my career, started covering guys, and Andre was. For me, it wasn't really covering him; it was hitting him when he got the ball.
3: Is that uh, why? Because uh, he not a young, he,
4: Yeah, a young Andre Johnson. Was hell.
3: You couldn't bump him.
4: Now you had a guy six three two twenty that ran a four three, and he can get out breaks like little guys. So for him, man, it was just a hey, when you get opportunity, try to pick him up and scoop him and slam him on his head.
3: And that's, just that's caught a was. touchdown pass uh to yeah. win the game for the Tennessee Titans. Still relevant there. Still, I, I'm, I'm still yep.
2: trying to figure out how many quarterbacks has Andre Johnson played with.
3: That has to be like. At least
4: 12.
2: At least 12. When they said a new QB,
3: I thought, is David Carr back? No, no. It's Tony Banks of Michigan State. Yeah. All right. Now the Patriots are trailing late in the fourth quarter, 20 to 13. Let's see if Tom Brady can pull this one back, pull him back into the game here. Go ahead. Watch out, Tom. Look at the scrambling ability. A young Brady. Nimble. Yep. Touchdown. Yep. Good catch there by Daniel Graham to keep yeah, the drive alive. Colorado. You know, is he is Tom Brady, he's not a guy who even at this age, whatever he was here 24 or thereabouts. He was never a guy who would who could run away. He never burned you with his legs. No. But is he underrated in the pocket? The I, best, I mean, he doesn't take a lot of licks.
4: The best pocket presence. His his shuffle game, his side to side mm-hmm. His standing upright, standing on his toes so he can really see what's going on over the line, he's the best to do it. He doesn't flinch when people are Yeah, Tom isn't the Tom. Is – Tom, Tom he's not hot-cooling his feet. I mean, he's not picking his feet up off the ground because he feels somebody around him. Like, Tom actually has a great – I'm sorry, has the best hmm. pocket presence in shuffling, moving forward, moving forward, moving backwards. And like, Breeze
3: is good at that too, right? No, no,
4: no. nobody's better than Tom Brady at shuffling their feet.
2: Breeze, if you get pressure up the middle, he panics because he can't see. So, if right. someone gets in the A gap or comes up the A and B gap, he can't, it's hard for him to move out the way. Like He'll end up rolling out where Tom will just take a step to the left.
3: Yeah, but Brady doesn't like – I mean, nobody likes it, but he he doesn't love guys. I, a, a number of players have told me Tom does not like guys down around his legs. Anyway. No, no one does. After no having that does. knee injury. But,
2: but I still think, like, his game – like, when he stands in the pocket of the guy, he just moves to the left a step or two. Uh-oh. He's not looking to scramble. Subtle
3: little slides are everything. It's not dynamic, you know, shove a guy off like Roethlisberger, or spin away like Russell Wilson, but effective nevertheless. All right, Brady now getting it uh, in the red zone. Let's see if he can tie this game up here.
4: Oh, them boys down.
3: Yeah. Down bad. Chaz oh! Rice on
2: the sidelines, oh, and a youthful young folk. Bill Belichick. Oh,
3: young wow. Belichick. Dom Capers. Oh, Burke they, 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 at the they They're
2: about to go zero there. Play action pass.
4: Yep. Oh,
3: Brady. Yep, action. with a little All play action. Down. Roll out to right. the right. Throws it. Touchdown oh, wow. with 42 seconds left Dang. on the clock Great. to Daniel wow. Graham, that's Colorado. Four. That's right. Colorado versus 10. overtime. That's right. So they get it to What's overtime. And let's uh let's wrap this thing up here. Here's how overtime winds up. Who do you think's gonna there's Mike Carey. Mike that's a young me. Mike Carey. So yeah, with there.
2: a
4: big mustache.
3: Wow, that's thirteen a young years Mike ago thirteen Carey. years ago. Ike that's Taylor's a man of twenty two playing uh playing a nickel days. for the Steelers at the time. three.
4: Right? And Maurice,
3: where was, are you? You're freshman, a freshman? Freshman in college. I love it. All right, here's the end of this <laughs> game from Houston, Texas. It's the Patriots, and, and the Texans were in this Terry. game.
1: And he was telling him right there,
0: yeah, remember, because of some down. block
3: kicks. Kevin, great point you made. Texas had never blocked the kick. Oh. Not no, let's go. More. Is the block kick the most exciting play the in the one? NFL? I think it is. I think a block kick that gets scooped up or a block punt and scooped up for a well, touchdown. Well, I think matters.
2: when you block a field goal, uh, it's the most exciting because, you know, there's only big guys out there, so you just have to jog.
3: And Vinatieri oh, yeah, yeah. And makes it. it. He had missed two earlier in the game, which Ice. which uh, uh, foretells of the experience he would have in what? What was that? Two thousand and four? Was that the Janet Jackson boo bowl? That g- Two
2: thousand four. Oh yeah, think. yeah, yeah.
3: So not much longer after this, Vinatieri had a similar experience. I think he missed. One kick or even two in that Super Bowl, and then makes it with the uh, makes it in uh, mm-hmm. with the with the quick, chips down there.
2: Quick story about Terry. I remember when he went to the Colts that first year, and that's when they went to the playoffs. And he made he beat Baltimore with five field goals. And you see Tony Dungeon on the sideline like that's why we got him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like
2: this dude, like he was automatic. All of a sudden, everyone thinks he's automatic. But like you said, throughout his career, he's missed a ton of field no goals. Question. Mm-hmm. He's had ice in his veins, though. No, question. no. He don't care.
3: Um, all right, so okay. there you have it, another edition of Time Machine Football. I like doing that. And, yeah. by the way, Thursday night at uh, 8 p.m. on CBS NFL Network and on Twitter even, it's the Texans and the Patriots. You mentioned uh, brisket. Is he going to be tasty on uh, on Thursday, or are you taking the Texans? I'm going to take the Texans. Yeah, I'm
4: taking the Texans. Yeah, are I'm you? the
3: Texans. That, if they, you know what? If I still Patri- think the Patriots go 15-1 and one or 14-2. If, 14 if, if, and if two. the
4: Pats win,
3: then I, I think it's a it's, it's, it's conspiracy. Something's <laughs> going on. Is there a ship coming in or something? What is it? What's happening here? Hey, that ship by the dock. I don't understand. Oh, I guess yeah. it's time for us to leave. The cruise yeah.
4: ship's coming in.
1: The oh.
3: ship, yeah. The, the ship has come home. The DDFP is wrapped. Another banner job for Maurice Jones-Drew and Ike Taylor and everybody behind the glass. Make sure you check out Fashion Popo Celebration Station on NFL Now. Look for Ike on game day morning on Sunday. Look for Maurice and I Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6 p.m. Thursday. Because there's a game. There's There's Thursday night football. Thursday. We should
2: still do it, but we were talking about it. We're discussing doing Thursday.
3: Check report, football baby, all that's out there for for your perusal. We have the picks for week three coming at you in a couple days. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. Play the music one more time. Here we go. We got it. All right. There we go. All right. Great times. Ike and Maurice. We'll talk to you in a couple of days to pick uh, the game three, the week, three games for you. All the best ones in the meantime. Thanks so much. Football fans. Thin slice of heaven.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses.